On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, I'll share things I learned on Sesame Street. And we'll learn about horn hunting and mitten fondling. Plus, she's all that goddess edition. I want a hot dog. Let's do this. episode of devil's trap podcast i'm diana and i'm liz and today we're going to talk season six episode six you can't handle the truth i feel like there should have been another six right because i'm looking at it like in front of me and i just see six six and it's just sad and like where's it where's the third six sixty six is lonely man yeah sorry to disappoint you on that one um yeah, so so we're back, we are back um, after yeah. a couple <laughs> back after a couple weeks. Um, we went on vacation. Uh, we went on to... a fancy ass cruise, is what we did. We went. We got bougie. It was. And granted, I may have been more bougie than others. You were, but you were extra bougie. But I kind of feel like if you're going to do that, you just kind of have to commit. Like you can only you can't half ask that you just have to to dive in and have a a manservant named Gavin to assist you. So uh, over our break, I acquired a manservant. Um, he was a British fellow named Gavin, and unfortunately, he kept asking like what he could do for me, and I'm just like nothing, man. Like I'm cool. Like I kind of got my shit covered. Like I was like the best thing about this boat. So uh, this is. You know, hash, you know, this is our Virgin Cruise uh, podcast as well as, um, you know, where we talk about the TV show Supernatural. Um, (laughs) But so our our review of this cruise, (laughs) the Virgin Cruise. uh, So if you couldn't tell, I was a rock star and Diana was just just a sailor. So it's a classist boat there you know there there are various classes on it you can be you could be a, a sailor and then you could like step up into vip sailor which by mm-hmm. getting another package right so like diana got a romance package splash of romance a splash of splooge or something so oh. basically with sorry but with that one like they got like forced to do things with other I'm just like you had to do shit with other couples no we didn't we, we got we, we got to a board earlier and we got um uh what else we got snacks delivered three different days and we got some free juice from the juice bar and then we got uh, a nice little champagne toast another day okay so this is the other thing virgin has this oh, thing and the shake for champagne that was insane. Like they had this thing called Shake for Champagne. And so what happens is if you jiggle your phone while the Virgin app is on, it thinks that you're shaking for champagne. So if you're a nervous person who like, you know, has ticks and shit while they're waiting for elevators and they're just like fumbling around with their fucking hands, then your app suddenly goes, are you shaking for champagne? And you're like, no, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to get the elevator. Then you're just like, it's like, try, it's like calling 911. And like, trying to be like, no, sorry, I didn't mean to call 911. I did not mean to call for champagne. I just was shaking my phone. 
Well, there is a multi-step process because I did learn because I did shake for champagne once. You have the app open, you shake your phone, and then it's like, did you mean to do this? And if so, press this giant button, and then you press the button, then it verifies where you are, then it brings the champagne. So that's a two-step process. I I can still, but yeah. But it was exciting. We wouldn't want to do it on accident because it costs money. Um, But yeah. Exactly. Oh, and we got to to spa pass. That's the other thing we got with it was I got a three-hour spa pass. Which is great, but I also like went to a spa before and after our cruise, which honestly, dudes, I kind of recommend that because like it gave us a day to, so while Diana was dealing with the hectic world of the airports, I was in Miami getting massage and like hanging out at a spa and like just kind of like relaxing and going through my vacation in my brain and like getting used my, my land legs back, you know, because that boat was a rocking. Oh yeah. I felt like I was on a boat for two and a half days after we got back. I don't, yeah, that was crazy. It was just a really weird sensation. I was just like, yeah, I it was weird. Like I feel still feel like I'm kind of on a fucking boat and I'm not, I am standing in the middle of Texas. I don't understand. But yeah, but no, it was, it was a cool experience. I think overall the, the rock and park kind of blew. Um, I think the ship was beautiful. I think the food was really good for, especially for being on a ship. Yeah. Some of it was actually good. Some of it was good for actually like regular restaurant Ever. world. No, like, some of it was excellent. The food was all like super amazing. It was great. Yeah. Although I'm like impressed. apparently they don't like chips and dip. That is like my biggest like complaint. Like I would have liked more chips and dip. Like the only, like yeah. occasionally at like some of the levels you could get like some fake like they have like fake words for guacamole like there was never an actually just like straight up fucking guacamole like what oh, is wrong was, with you put, fucking but they put pomegranate seeds in it that's Remember? not straight up guacamole that is not that is some fancy ass motherfucker saying like no guacamole should be avocado lime juice garlic garlic powder and salt and then you maybe like sometimes throw in some red Tomato, onions onion, to fancy it up tomato you, I, I, I i'm not opposed to like those additions but like the, what i have said is like the the bare the minimum and also just like kind of where you need to be and if you have that you're good and like to me that's healthier than all the other like, half of their shit maybe not the garlic powder and salt but whatever it's i just i, was, I know i, I miss i miss dipping well, when we get, I know when we were there, for like the first day or so, you're real awkward because all you know, it was the food's all inclusive, alcohol's not, blah blah blah. But the um, but the restaurants, like you sit there and you're like, you'd finish and you're like, what do we just leave? Like, what do we do? Like, it was real awkward for a minute, and then we're like, oh shit, we do just leave. Then Dave and I went out to uh, eat last weekend, and we're like, oh wait, we have to wait for our tab. <laughs> now we can't just we can't just get up and leave which is like intentionally but it was just funny i'm like oh oh yeah we gotta readjust yeah yeah. you're like is that what it would be like in a socialist world (laughs) we just get up and leave no i don't know but But yeah so no but yeah but the other trip though we did also one more bitch about it though it's just that they were like like you said about like the getting it like not knowing and like if you should just get up and go that cruise does a terrible job of telling people what the fuck is going on and and if i didn't have you know my servant boy gavin like i would not have known like half of the shit that we needed to know about getting on getting off where you dock like because he would text me every morning and be like these are the rules 
Nobody okay. else got the rules. No, and only, it was just kind only, of... the, only the super like rock, rock stars get the rules. I'm like, I'm just wandering around like a moron because I'm just a sailor. Right? Like, can't, and I then, should like, have the base information. The basic information should be communicated more clearly. For sure. And then if you like asked for like how things work, sometimes people were really happy to give it to you and just like, oh, of course I'll tell you this. They're like, but why don't you just tell everybody like how this works? And then, like, you would for the most part, too. No, their service was great. They just like figured like everybody knew like what they were doing. Yeah. And especially being first time cruisers on top of it probably didn't help us. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of first time cruisers on there. There were so many people. A a lot of people I talked to. I heard. yeah, no, and like every time that Nobody like I that. finally like die, I gave up or Diana gave up and just asked somebody what the fuck was going on because we, neither of us have a personality to just sit and like wait and look like a moron. Like I, I need to know what we're doing. Yes. Yeah, but, but I know we got off the boat and there was like customs people and they were yelling at us and I was just like, yes, yell at me, tell me what to do, tell me where to go. Put me in a line, like just like, because like it seems like I feel bad if I violate your rules. Like, right. uh, I'm trying like to this, do the right thing here. So tell me what the what the right thing. Like, is. yeah, I was at a sh- at one of their like entertainment shows, and you know, I had a drink in the front row, which you know, like one of the super snacky little guys who had worked like the elite bar, but you can only get to if you're a rock star. He was down there, and he put my wine into a plastic glass. So like, he puts my wine into a plastic glass, and so I go and I sit in the front row. And then, like ten minutes before the show starts, a girl comes up and she does that kind of like, "I'm sorry, but you can't have wine in the front row for the performer's sake." Can you move? And I just feel like an asshole. And I'm like, if you just told me when I walked in, if you have a drink, don't sit in the front row. I wouldn't have sat in the front row. Like, and don't just like come up with that unhelpful later. Well, and it's like, and it's that fake, I'm sorry that you're wrong, like doing something wrong voice that just drove me crazy. Like, I hate that kind of like people like that deference. I'm like, because I'm like, I'm not better than you. We're the same. Don't serve me. Don't wait on me. Like, I'm one of you. I'm one of the people. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, anyways. Yeah. No. I, I saw a little bit of that. I, I felt like I felt the communication could have been, been decent help. But we got to go to three countries on our trip outside of obviously departing to and from Miami. We ate. Oh, I got to eat some badass Cuban food and got some good seafood in Miami. We spent uh, we spent a day at a beautiful private beach in. Costa I like Miami. how you said I. I was like I ate badass Cuban food. I went to I my friends too, like not, I went to my friends. I went to a restaurant. I went to a Cuban house, which was so much better. It was so Cuban that her grandmother was telling her mom in Spanish that I would have eaten more of of the arroz con pollo if she had made it. And that was like one of the best things I ever heard. And I was just like, you're berating your daughter in front of me. And I kind of love you for it. She's 90 and still being like, bitch, my rice is better than yours. Oh, yeah. Families, yeah. But yeah, so we got a private beach day in Costa Maya, Mexico, and then we got to explore around Honduras, um, uh, Roatan specifically, uh, where I'll let Liz share her her dream come true from that. Um, I mean, I no. So Roatan, like when 
I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's one of those countries I really want to go back to just because I'm not, well, I want to see it off of like more than just those few hours. Yeah. Not tourism. I mean, like we had a guy who was showing us around who got into a fight with a fucking machete, like, well, like a person with a machete, not like he was fighting a machete, but like a person had it cut. Yeah, he got hit in the face with a freaking machete because shit's cray in Honduras. Yeah. So, like, there's that. Because, like, part of me, like, thinks that island was super cool. But, and he's just like, look at all this investment. It's great. And I'm also like, look at all that rainforest. Y'all are cutting down. We don't have a lot of, but also, like, y'all are really poor. And so I want you to have this investment. I want you to have, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of cats that need to be saved and iguanas that need to be eaten. So, you know. No, no, you get in trouble if you eat the iguanas, remember? So I am on, so I am on a mission. All right. So I need people to come. If you have lived in Honduras, I need someone to verify this because uh, somebody from Nicaragua told me that we were being made fun of. So um, if you get caught with an iguana, do you go to jail? Because that is a story we were told when I was hugging yeah. the magical sloth. When you were hugging the sloth. I was, and that's, we, we found one of our many, um, many retirement and, you know, um, things that'll happen. It'll be one of the, uh, the offshoots of the cult will be sloth therapy because I think we determined that the sloths really like to hug people. And so we'll just lay a sloth on a person for like an hour. Like, yeah, it was going to be part of it. And that's how you're going to help reach, you know, Nirvana or whatever we decide your ascension will be whatever. But apparently our guide there told us that if you, uh, basically, yes, they do like to eat iguanas. We know that, but we were told that it is illegal to hunt them. And that if you could, if you get caught with one, you go to jail for 24 hours for each day of the iguana, each iguana. For each iguana that you have in your possession. And, um, yeah. So, and And I have, and although I have looked, (laughs) trust me. I have looked on the internet. I have not been able to verify this. I do know that there are iguanas on that island which are endangered, which would make sense of you know over okay. you know over overeating. I was gonna say overfishing, but I, you don't fish for iguanas. No. Over catching, I guess. Sure. But are, there is was harvesting? nothing. Are they harvesting iguanas? Over harvesting, yeah. So. So, if, if, if if you know with this is if we were being fucked with or I, good on them if you they were fucking yeah. with us they 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 had us hook line and sinker yeah yeah and then we got to the other big you know it's a pretty island and then we got to go snorkel along the, and that was great too it was, it was honestly pretty. I think some of the best snorkel that's some of the best reef that I've ever seen. It was beautiful. It's well, it's the same reef that we've snorkeled before uh, in Belize. So it was just further north. So it's that. It same just was different. One. It was different. Like the, I think like the fan coral was really different. Like it's like no, it's the same. Yeah, I I feel like I don't know. I just think that like that. So oh, how do I put? How do you put nature into words? Damn you, nature! You just can't. But you just can't. It was a very idyllic and beautiful reef. It felt a little less. Um, 
uh, in Belize, like we get to, you know, it's a lot of the there's parts that we went to that are really like secluded and not people around. And then there's parts that are like obviously like heavily trafficked. And then this one, while there seem to be a lot of people around, they seem to not interfere with the reef. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, I certainly, I mean, I would have liked less people. I think there was a lot of, but I also didn't feel like we were bothered that much. Like, you know, I still no felt pretty, water, like, sure. like pretty at peace. It was just like me, Dave, or her, uh, you know, babe and Diana. Babe. It was me, babe and Diana and our guide who like was the sweetest dude ever. Um, and just, but I really liked like where the drop off was. I don't know. I, I feel like there was a really diverse fish population and just, it was, there were no eels. A lot I also fish. appreciated no eels. No eels. Star and no we, eels. and we did learn that they do night snorkeling there. And I really want to go back and do night snorkeling. I've never yeah. done that. That is now definitely mm-hmm. a bucket list. Yeah. All right. So I know we've, our our intro has gone way too long. We are here to actually talk about Supernatural. One last thing though. um, I will say the last day when I stayed, uh, I went to a drag brunch as I am wont to do. And the drag brunch was hosted by Neil Patrick Harris and David Burkett. Is that how you say his name? Whatever. Neil MPH's husband. He's very cute. He was very sweet. Uh, So I was sitting at this table and I am wearing a, a giant, giant hat. I'm wearing lovely a lovely giant, giant hat. hat. And there's a reason because I had looked at the website as I was trolling things before. And like I said, this is going to be an outside event. And I was like, oh shit. Like I had snorkel back from Honduras. So I was already pretty sunburned. Uh, snorkel back is also Babe's new band, which will feature covers of Nickelback songs, but about pirates. So that is something that also came out of this trip. Look, look forward to the new release from Snorkelback coming soon. I would parody a song name, but I don't know any of them. So anyways, so at this drag brunch, we have a really nice table and we're kind of close to the front. I'd seen this entourage come in, but I'm being cool because I have a big floppy hat on and giant sunglasses and I'm just drinking my drink. I'm like, I'm too cool to care about who's around me, but you know, and so, but then I keep like hearing people behind me, like going to take selfies with somebody. And I keep hearing like, I'm sorry, but I'm a biggest fan. I'm sorry, but I had to get this for somebody. I'm sorry. And I'm like, all I can see when I turn is like blonde hair. And I have a friend with us who's fucking useless. Alan, you're goddamn useless. And I was like, who is that? Cause he's like sitting across from me and he is just yeah, like, I don't know. And I'm like, And finally, like, I'm able to, like, take a, like, I'm pretending to do a selfie and angling right, and it's Jane goddamn Gurkowski. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm just like, that is, like, what, like, probably, like, and I've been around celebrities, but that is, that is a, she's a big fucking deal. And I understand why everybody was there. And so... Fast forward through the event and now like, so she's right behind me. So as we turn to watch the stage, you know how you put your arm on the side of your chair? Our, our, yeah. our, our elbows are like arms, like right leg. I'm like Ooh. forearm to forearm with Jane Krakowski, but I'm cool, right? Ooh. And we're just like, we're bopping to the performers and I'm just cheering. I'm like, yeah, cool. And she's like looking at me and we're just like, yeah. So I'm dancing. Then we get up and like, we're dancing. I'm like dancing to Jane Krakowski. Like, but you know, not with, just next, you know, like. Next to, next to. Next to, you know, but respectful distance, you know. Yeah. And then, um. 
throughout the event, then they come down, they come to talk to uh, Anna Navarro from The View and also political activist da, 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 about stuff The View was going, obviously, drag brunch. wonder what she was talking about. Anyways, and so while MBH is coming down, there is a dude at this other table, right? And so these are, it's an outside event in Miami at the Band Shell, something like that. It's pretty, actually, it's a fun amphitheater by the beach. But there's not a lot of room, which hence why me and Jane Krakowski were forearm to forearm. Rubbing arms. There's not a lot of space between You're these chairs. literally rubbing elbows with Jane Krakowski. I was rubbing elbows. And so... MPH is trying to get through with this microphone and like this guy is like sitting in his chair and he does not move his chair to let him through and like he's asking him like can you move your chair and like the guy is just looking at him with like this like dumb look at his face and finally like he gives up and just basically kind of like jumps through and so he talks to Anna and then like and not like first name but it was like whatever so he talks to you know one group and then I can see he's coming over to talk to Ms. Krakowski. So I get up because I'm next, you know, the same thing is about to happen. And he's like, thank you. And I go to, I be respectful. And I go and I stand next to my friend. My friend is like, why did you get up? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with people? Like you get up when someone's doing a bit and there's a form, like, I don't understand. So anyways, as like, then he like he's done doing his bit with Jane, and then as he's going back, he looks at me. He goes, "Your hat is gorgeous," and then he walks back on the stage. So, my life is complete now. Just you know, rubbing elbows with Jane Krakowski and taking compliments from Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I mean we're like best friends now, right? I told Thank you I was much. going there to become his hag, and you know, like yeah, I, I think I think we settled it. So, Mister Mister Harris. Anyways, box. it was it was it was a box chat. Okay, so couple supernatural things. Uh, the Winchesters wrapped up this week. I believe tonight, as we are recording this, is when it's wrapping up. There is a push because the new bosses of whatever I just want to call them Nexium, but Nexstar, whoever bought CW. Um, has not renewed this yet. So uh, there is a push to get the hashtag renew the Winchesters trending on Twitter and other social media. So uh, we'll drop this on Thursday. So that's still plenty of time to go get that going. Um, Let's keep the supernatural dream alive. Yeah. I don't know. That's something cheesy here. Very not Liz. Yeah, I'm drinking wine. All right. And then also this weekend in San Antonio is Alamo HeroCon. That'll be March 11th and 12th. And so there will be Julian Richings, a.k.a. Death, and also AJ Buckley and Travis Wester, a.k.a. Ghostbusters. So if you go to Alamo HeroCon, it's, it's outside of San Antonio and like shirts or I don't know, one of the German towns adjacent to it. So it's pretty yeah. easy driving from Austin or Dallas, you know. Um, those are actually kind of fun because you get to really get to talk to the people who are there and get to meet them. Ghost facers are great. You can take pictures with, there will be an Impala there. Uh, you can have pictures with all three of them or one of them or two of them, just depending on how much money you want to spend. Like to so, spend. Yeah. so there you go. Yeah. So are you ready for you Let's can't handle the tooth episode? Yeah. The I'm tooth. Ready enough. 
I have so many puns to make. Uh, I think we have to do the, I guess, the requisite trigger warning. We're going to talk. There's a lot of suicide talk in this, so just heads up. But you should know that if you saw this episode. All right. So obviously, the I don't say obviously, but there, you, some of you may be youngins and not remember this movie. Uh, there was a movie called A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson and Mr. Scientology himself, Tom Cruise. And did one of them yelled at one of them? I think Jack Nicholson yelled it at Tom Cruise that you can't handle the truth. Yeah, it was a whole thing like, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It's a famous clip from a movie. Yeah, so it was about Navy people. But also, fun fact Jensen did appear in a production of A Few Good Men in Fort Worth in June 2007. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So, that is funny. Uh, this was season six, episode six, as we I said earlier, missing our extra six. It first aired October 29th, 2010, so full-on spooky season. This was directed by Jan Eliasberg, and this was her only Supernatural episode, but she's been directing TV since Cagney and Lacey. Uh, she was the first female director on Miami Vice. And okay. Crime Story. I don't know what Crime Story is, but that was on her bio, and they seemed very, very happy for it. Um, she like did Twenty One Jump Street. She did a bunch of pilots. Uh, she's worked with all sorts of famous people. Has done all sorts of television, including The Magicians and Supernatural and Nashville and Parenthood. She wrote a book called Hannah's War that is a historical thing about a woman physicist working to develop the atomic bomb. That sounds exciting. Yeah. This, yeah, the teleplay was credited to Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder, who are this writer duo who I, I kind of fell in love with as I was reading and listening to them on podcasts. They're like best friends and they're a writer team and they're just like best friends who met in college and they started writing and and for like over 20 years of like written show, you know, shit for CW and into, you know, NBC and Netflix, et cetera. Just, I don't know. Kind of love them. So this was, yeah, this is their first episode for them, but we'll see some more for them later on. And the story was credited to them and also David Reed, who did write my favorite episode, Hammer of the Gods. So that's our backstory on this. And we'll get some fun, other little fun facts as we go through this. But we're going to start off at one of our favorite. Are you catching on to this restaurant chain? I love how like in a universe there are like chains that just like pop up over and over again. So this is a supernatural restaurant, Biggerson's, Mm -hmm. which I think is a take maybe like a Horton's or something. But yeah. And we've got our waitress named Jane and she's on the phone going on about some boy not calling her back. And then says to uh, her sister she's on the phone with that she really just wants the truth. Mm-hmm. And then she gets off the phone and goes and she goes to grab, pick up an order to take to a table from the chef. And the chef tells her that he pities her. And um, and a little bit more goes on from there with some pretty n- not nice statements. And then tells her to stay away from the clam chowder because it has its own seasoning. Ew. He came in the chowder. 
everyone stay away from the chowder it's so gross it's so gross and then followed by this the manager tells her she's a three and i think that's really wrong i mean she's a very cute girl like i don't understand what this whole like she's ugly like this is a very attractive young lady like she's cute i don't know what's going on in hollywood y'all like y'all could have done differently and then she goes to check on a table that she's waiting on where an older woman just volunteers to her that she once ran over a homeless man. And then uh, she's, then things get weirder. She's walking by a small child who said that she wants to burn. Uh, talk, she hates her mommy and wants to burn her in her sleep. And then what the fuck is wrong with this town? <laughs> then a coworker tells Jane that she gives him the creeps and makes him physically nauseous. Yeah, okay, the uh, creep and the nauseous thing is fine, but, like, you killed a man and you want to burn your mother? Yeah, like, I, this is, like, some of the things, like, the problems I have with this episode is, like, the it's fucked up shit. The that truth. These, this, this is, is not this the is truth, wrong. like, the or these people are psychotic. Like, yeah. the yeah. truth is not going to be, I want to, like, maybe it's, like, I want to, like, shake my mother like a baby Yes, that is definitely something I've thought of this past week. But like, I'm not going to be like, I want to burn her in her sleep. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> no, it's yeah, not it's okay. kind of odd. That is gonna, that's that right there. This this illustrates what is going to be my biggest complaint about this episode in how it's written. <laughs> Just so you okay, know. but that's okay. okay. Because these do <laughs> not feel like quote unquote truths. These are extremes. Yeah, so, they're not true. So I don't know what this is. But extreme okay. emotional, irrational thoughts of some kind, maybe. But anyways, so obviously Jane's real fucking upset, like you would be. If you're yeah, she's having a day. She's having a shit. day. <laughs> and so, but it's she's having such a day. These voices are getting louder, and she goes and gets a revolver out of the drawer, and then gets uh, on the phone with her sister again, and is like, "Please come pick me up." Which is weird that she's carrying the gun now and did that. Just saying. Do you think, like, it, I, I'm assuming her head was probably playing the, I'm going to call my sister, and if she says a good thing, then I won't do this. If she comes and gets right. me, or whatever. Right. But her sister done fucks it up. No, because her sister girl. starts saying Damn. some real fucked up shit. Like, real. Like, are you, have you been drinking? Um, and I, I, you know, yeah, you are crazy and freaking out. You are certifiable, and you should just kill yourself already. Yeah. And, you know, I know this is like a a, a cyber bully thing, but like, yeah, never ever say to anybody, why don't you just go ahead and kill yourself already? Even if you think, just don't, like... And I know it was, uh, but so with them, what's really disturbing is they cut to Dean in a hot dog stand and I just immediately crave a hot dog. And that's, what's wrong. Like, it's like, I should be like more disturbed, but all I want is like, I'm going to see a hot dog and I want a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so what I'm concerned about. Dean's on, Dean's on the phone with Bobby and Bobby's, they're going back through this. What's wrong with Sam convo. Bobby says he's been tested. Dean's like, Nah, he's still different. And Bobby's like, fine, maybe we can, maybe I'll go hit the books, but don't do anything stupid in the meantime. Make treat well, also, the case, if anything else. Yeah, but Bobby like wants, kill his ass. Yeah, and Bobby wants him to be professional. And again, like you're hunters, you don't work in a bank. What is this professional bullshit? You got to be professional. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck are you talking about, Bobby? 
So Sam pops up though after and, as they get off the phone, and he's got a newspaper in his hand. And he's tracked down. There's been these four suicides in this town in a very short period of time. So they're going to go investigate because it could be something. Oh, and well, in between, uh, uh, maybe he said that. Did Dean actually try and call Lisa then, and then he ignored her? Because I have a Lisa. I think he okay. looked at it. Uh, did Sam? Oh, oh, okay. So Dean lied to Sam. That's what's what happened. Dean lied to Sam when Sam came walking up, and instead of saying he was he talking to Bobby, said he was trying to call Lisa. And this is how we learned that Lisa is avoiding Dean. Because I had a yes. note that said, good for you, Lisa. And I was like, I know something happened. Yeah. So they go to Jane's house to talk to her sister. And her sister is very rightfully confused as to why the fuck the feds are investigating a suicide. And creepy, creepy Sam says that it's a more caring administration and the look on his face is just fucking disturbing. But what is not disturbing is a very cute cat calendar she has. Yeah. And the sister's like, look, I don't know. She was having a really bad day. I tried to cheer up and told her to hang in there. But Sam's like, and she she pushes her hair behind her ear when she does it. And Sam's like, do you know what a tell is? And she's like bluffing and lying. And Dean looks like shocked because basically Sam is telling this sister that she fucking lied about her, this chick that she's lying about her sister's suicide. And the chick's like, what, what? Then she's like, then she breaks down and admits the truth. But I also was just like, well, this is like, yeah, he really is acting like a fed. Like, this just seems like a thing, like an asshole, like FBI agent. And be like, come on, like, your sister just died. Why aren't you lying to me? And she'd be like, but my sister just, why are you lying to me, bitch? Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. shit. And that's why Dean's like, dude, like, you, you probably should slow down a little bit. Yeah. So she starts crying and she's like, yeah, I wanted to tell her I love you. I'm here for you. But instead I said that you're a burden and you should kill yourself. But then she even says, like, she says, she's like, who says that? And I couldn't stop. Like, she doesn't, she felt like she couldn't stop saying it. So, but the brothers find no sign of any sulfur or hexes in their house. So now they got to figure out what made sister say that. Yeah. So, and he says, like, what makes the sis open her big fat mouth? Which is, like, why are y'all hurting on this girl, man? She was so cute. So we go from there and we cut to a dentist. And I, so the guy says, as he's like nervous in the chair, maybe you should have given me a prescription for a Valium. Is that something dentists do? Um, Can my dentist be giving me Valium? Why has my... Do you know how many surgeries I've had? Like, they could have just, like, given me some fucking Valium? Well, I think there's some dentists that will for... If you go to, like, ones that are for for people that are nervous. I don't know. I'm not nervous. That shit fucking hurt. (laughs) Like, if you can make it not hurt, like... I'll tell you I'm scared. I think the Valium is usually for the nerves, I think, on things like that. I would care less that it hurt if I was on Valium anyways. So the dentist and this guy and his patient are buds, obviously. And the dentist is like... That's weird. Don't don't be a dentist for your friend. That's weird. And he's like, like, hey, you know, we should... You and your wife and us... And we should go to dinner again sometime. And the dude replies... The patient replies that he's just not that into her anymore. (laughs) Forget about his wife. Uh, and says that her sh- her saggy skin makes me want to hurl. And then goes on to say that he has urges. That's why he skipped the camping trip with the kids. 
because of Melissa, who's the dentist's daughter. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. But the dentist's daughter, Melissa, was there for Jill, who's obviously this patient's kid daughter's slumber party. And then goes on to say that he, it's not that I couldn't control myself. I knew I wouldn't get caught and I didn't. Yeah, the dentist shoves a drill in his throat, rightfully so. Good job, sir. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Not mad at him. Uh, so basically, this dude just confesses to molesting this this guy's child. And you think this is weird, but like people like randomly confess this shit to me all the time. And just like this, like two, like I forgot, like when I was in like last week, somebody when I was oh, yeah, buying like cat litter told me yeah. that his dad molested his sister, and I was like, cool. Can I pay with a debit card? You sent sent me an audio message. You're like, I don't know why I know this, but now you know this. Someone else had to know this. I couldn't be the only one who knew this poor guy's like sister was molested by his her dad. What the? I mean, I just want a kitty litter. I don't know. It's a lot of. He's dead. I think I don't know. Yeah, how do you know this? That's even more information. Oh my god, I don't know. No, no, wait, no. The guy's mom was dead, and yeah, I think the guy's mom was dead, and that his dad was missing. I don't know. This was just what happened when I was buying kitty litter. Yeah. So, so the nurse walks in, but also the nurse walks in is also upset, as she should be. Oh yeah, she screams. Yeah, it's a big bloody mess. Um, so we're back to Dean and he's on trying to call Bobby again for updates and still nothing yet. And their conversation is basically like, well, either it's the devil or, uh, you know, worse, worst case, it's just Sam. Other worst cases, it's the devil. That's kind of where it's at. Um, yeah, that's what it is. But Dean also says, I give you a day until I handle it. What the fuck does handle it mean? Like, are you he's just going to pop kill a cap? Him. Yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's thinking about it. I think it that's is. just weird. Like, I think, yeah. like, you can get more information, Dean. <laughs> like, yeah. like so lock him up, do some tests. <laughs> well, he did actually try to call Lisa here. This one's where he does dial, but he hangs up. And then right then, after Sam one shows, ring, after one ring, fuck you, <laughs> and dude. Sam shows up. And it's like, tells, tells Dean about the dentist drill attack. So they're going to go. So Dean's like, yeah, why don't you go talk to him? But and Sam's I'll also, and yes. research. Sam was very excited about this drilling. Like he was gleeful. He was just like, oh, he like drilled. And then like Dean's like, I'm guessing you don't mean in the sexy way. And, you know, just like. But Sam's face is just way too excited about this, about how, how they died. So yeah. then we cut to Sam and he's outside the jail and he's talking to the assistant. And I was like, oh man, we miss Dean like being a douchebag about this nurse. Like I know like if yeah. he'd been there, that would have happened. But Yeah. But apparently the dentist has already hung himself in his cell. But, and, and the assistant heard his confession, which ties back to the truth element of the, of the, the storyline so far. So, uh, and then, um, there we go. So Dean decides to go sneak into the dentist's office and the blood splatter in there is fucking insane. There is a very, a, very bloody dentist's office. And a very weird placement of the caution tape. Did you notice this? It's like somebody went to the Halloween store and did like 
let like a like a 10 year old do like zigzags of caution tape all over the door it was really kind of i was like oh, okay that's it's how like, the cops at least they actually blocked off this one this time right but they true, were still true. already they were already done processing the scene too so once again kudos on you uh people in cuthbert illinois or wherever this was for how fast your ci was and in this exam room which is kind of a i guess you'd think that the dentist would have a separate office but he doesn't he's in the exam room he has a saxophone and must be evil or a ska band (laughs) his receipt from harry's house of horns and we get a flashback and we were if you we you may not have noted when it first happened but when they were searching jane's place they noted that she had a tuba which is quite a choice and a harry's house of horns sticker it was one of the reasons she was pathetic because she played the tuba, which I think is the blatant stereotype. And bitches be banging if you play a tuba. Good for you. You go. Good for, uh, good for you, Jane. So we're gonna go to Harry's horn shop, which has a cello in the in in the window. It's not a horn. And uh, do they Harry, just run me- out of horns and they're just like, we're gonna fill the space. We need something large here. Just put the fucking heart. That was a lot of horns. I mean, they were wrong. That was a lot of horns. A lot of horns. So, and and Harry recognizes both the dentist and Jane as customers, uh, but doesn't really have any connection between them. And he's like, Dean's like, yeah, you're, this store is the only connection I can find. Um, But so I was just see if there's anything you need to help. So anyways, so he, Dean goes to leave, but the guy stops him and says, how about, how about my horn? And <laughs> you were waiting for that. Apparently, he had a one in a billion horn stolen. My horn is so special. <laughs> Everyone thinks their horn is special, Liz. They belong uh, to the museum. Good. But it's an unknown origin museum piece, and it was stolen the same day that Jane. Oh, that must be it. Yeah. So Dean's going to go do research. Um, wait, he's what? looking wait, up what? Gabriel's... Was he riding a horse? <laughs> that's my noise here. Oh, I that's his research. research. Oh, that's your typing noise. Like, that sounded like your horse's noise. Yeah, it's very similar. Sorry. So okay. he is researching Gabriel's horn of truth and drinking um so and, much drinking. Uh, so much drinking. Had, there's a lot and you had mentioned that i should start watching for that that's a lot of drinking it's a um, lot at some point like you've got to drive baby like how are you talking anymore what why aren't you shitting yourself like all the time <laughs> like, no one should drink uh, this much whiskey nobody no no so, but he's calling out to Cast and saying like, "Oh, there's a freaking loose, you know, angel nuke on Earth. What the fuck?" And Castiel appears, and Dean's pissed that he appears now because he had been asking for Castiel's help with Sam, and Castiel didn't help with that. But Castiel's like, "Look, I don't have anything to offer on that. Uh, I don't think he's not Lucifer, though. I just don't know what he's what. I don't know what he is, though." So, but Castiel's like, "Look, I've got a lot on my plate. There's a war going on, and di- but did you see this horn of truth?" And Castiel no, disappears to go look for it. 
So I love how petulant Dean is. Like, he oh is such God. a little bitch. Like, him and his boyfriend so are in bragging. this spat. And it's just like, you know, and fine. He's just like, fine, go. I don't care. And they, but Cass kind of like, you see, like, he's like, oh, I'm hurting my baby boy. I need to be nice. And so he's like, I'll go look into Sam for you. And so he does. So well, we after, cut. After he, after he establishes that the problem is not the horn of truth. The horn of truth is not tied to the uh, oh well, yes in, in two seconds because he looked everywhere yeah so he's gonna try to help we cut to sam at the morgue and, and you know he just asked to see all the bodies that came in this week the suicides yeah he's supposed to look at all the suicides and even the doctor's kind of like the corner's like mm, wait what the suicides what are you talking about but they're well, gone. and this and they're like they're, there's a timeline. I have a lot of timeline issues with this episode too. Like, so it sounded like because like Jane, like they had to go from like Jane's suicide to the next one, right? To like getting there, like they had to like get to the town, and it sounded like Jane yeah. had already been dead for like a week, right? But then like this, I'm very confused in the time here. It's weird. Yeah, it was four of why the would they several s- weeks, I thought. So that's a lot of time for I mean, me to be there. I'm just like, why would they still be in the morgue? I can tell you right now, it takes about a 10 days to cremate a body. So, like, some of them would probably not be there anymore. They would be somewhere else, just saying. Yeah. So. But they haven't been transferred. They are just gone. So, basically, bodies are disappearing out of the morgue. So, Ooh. that's not great. So, we cut to no, but hilarious. the bar during the day. Day drinking. Um, and while he's sitting there, D- Sam calls him and is like, Hey, the bodies are gone, but one died a whole week before the others listed as a car wreck. And that's kind of weird. So we need to go check this shit out. And so Sam's like, I'm going to the house. She should be here. So Dean's like, sure, sure. I'm on my way, but let me do a, sh- but let me do a shot before I go. So he orders a shot. Which is like something you would say. I would also think that, you know, I would love to have a bar that is this quiet that I could hear the news. Oh my God. Like, when can you? The background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even have closed caption on. It's just quiet and he can just hear the news. And the bartender's like, Are you all right? You know, this, this, this one's on me. Do you anything else? And Dean says he just wants the freaking truth. Rut row. He does his shot. When are going to get it? And he orders another because he's not going to make good decisions. And the bartender, instead of pouring a shot, well, in Luke, before she pours a shot, she informs him that sometimes she thinks she can't get pregnant because uh, God knows that her marriage is a sham. And then she asks, why did I say that? And then she's like, probably because I've been snorting Oxy all day. What? What? <laughs> this town is terrible. <laughs> this town, do not go to the city. They want to burn their mothers and they're just fucking snorting Oxy over, all they, day. And, run, and running over they, homeless people. Probably because she's snorting oxy with like grandma's. Well, probably, that might like, have something this... to do with getting pregnant too. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Probably also, bitch. You shouldn't be. You don't get pregnant. Like if you've got an oxy problem, like I'm just saying, don't. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do they that. Recommend again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So... But it's just TMI. We are now just in. T- this we're in TMI land. This yeah. is not the truth. This is not the truth. This is TMI. It's just weird. Yeah. So Dean's like, okay, he's kind of figuring out what's going on and he figures out what's happening to him. He's like, oh shit. So he's walking out of the bar and there's a girl sitting at a table by herself with big tits and a really cute dress. Mm -hmm. Good. You go girl. And, uh, 
she tells him that she's sitting like that so he'll look at her breasts because she just bought them and she needs a lot of attention. Also, I'm sorry if Jensen Ackles was in a room with me, my top would be lowered and I would be like, yes, I am sitting like this so you can look at my boobs, Mr. Ackles. Like, or Dean Winchester, whatever. Like, I'm sorry, you're just going to make girls do that to you. You should be used to this by now, Mr. Winchester. So Dean manages to finally leave after looking a few times at her bosom. It was and a nice then, rack. So it was. Uh, and then he calls Bobby to see if he's got anything to tell him because he wants to test this theory. He thinks he's going to enjoy hearing, quote unquote, the truth all the time. Bobby instead shares, no, I'm drinking milk, researching, and watching Tori and Dean because he's a huge Tori, st- Tori Spelling fan, which is awesome. He is. We learned some fun facts about Bobby. Yeah, he gets pedicures, um, and he has a lot of details about the, 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 the I don't know, the procedure that the Vietnamese chick. The pedicure, but his, his pedicure comes from Velvet Phoenix, which was also my stripper name in college. Uh, so... <laughs> you know, uh, but we also learned that Dean is his favorite, but Sam is a better hunter. Yes. Oh. And then Bobby's asking himself why he's saying this. And Dean's like, because I'm cursed, but it could be good. Um, and uh, Bobby's Bobby not right yet. This could go Bobby- poorly, but then he starts to talk about his first girlfriend. So Dean hangs up. Yeah, but Bobby also rightfully wants to know why every time, like, Dean goes out to work a case, like, half the time he becomes the case, whereas he calls him dirty. But it, you ain't wrong, Bobby. Like, what, he just became a vampire. Like, what the fuck, Dean? Like, you're not supposed to become what you're hunting. You're just supposed to hunt. Yeah. Like, so, it's not like I'm going to go out and become a turkey. Like, what? what is wrong with you? Okay. So Dean decides he's going to take advantage of all of this. Oh, yeah. So we've got Sam talking to one of the family members from the first victim that was died in a quote unquote car accident and informs them that like, Hey, I, this, this was a suicide. And the, 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 the chick, she's like, yeah, I kind of wondered about it. Um, apparently Corey had been going through a hard time was at school. Her cat had run away and she thought, her no, no, no. Got- you can't just say her cat ran away. Her cat mittens. Mittens, this remember Mittens' name. It's very important. Remember it Mittens? Mittens, was, Mittens is missing. And she thought her boyfriend was cheating and got super obsessed about finding out the truth about it. So Sam's going to go search her room. Um, as he's doing that, Dean pulls up and Lisa calls him back finally. And this Oops. probably was something you probably very much were happy with. But... This is not the best time, and I don't think Dean knows that he can't not answer, but this is the one he doesn't want the truth on. So it's kind no, of Because she's pissed. And she's like, you shove my kid. And then he and- lies. What the fuck? Like, how come he can't? He, this is also like, why can he still lie when everyone else has to tell the truth? That's a stupid rule. So he can't explain uh, why what happened. It just but he could. I know, but he he's such a dude. Like, why won't you just tell her I was a vampire? Like that, pretty much. Like with some, like everything. uh, The fuck is wrong with you? Why can't I hate this so much? Yeah, you're just trying to break up Dean and Lisa. 
I don't like it. I like you. It's stupid. And, and she's like, look, you just keep shoving stuff down. And I mean, obviously, if you keep shoving stuff down and you know, you're going to freak out eventually. I knew things were over, though, when she tells him she knew things were over when Sam came back. Not because that she doesn't like Sam, doesn't want him to have his brother, but your relationship's just all tangled up. And as long as Sam's in your life, you're never going to be really happy. Um, and uh, she said it came out harsher than she meant because she has a sister. and a first, But if her sister was killed, she wouldn't try to bring her back from the dead. Oh, damn. Yes, Lisa. Yes, Lisa. Okay, Dean, she's absolutely right. You are very shitty. You and your brother have a codependent relationship. You have dumped all this shit on her and her son. She has a son and you're just like hanging out with him and you're fucking up a relationship and you think it's fine. Mm-mm. No, you go, Lisa. And then I think she dumps him. Yeah, she said her and Ben can't be in this with him and hangs up. She apologizes too. I'm sorry. Well, and you know, she feels bad, but also like, I get it, girl. Like you're a good, you are a good person in a relationship with a douchebag and you have been making excuses for, I may be projecting here, but you have been making excuses for this douchebag for a very long time. And you finally got your nerve, got your backbone and you're like, I can't do this. And then he keeps calling and trying to get back with you. And you're like, you shove my kid. Like, that's just a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. I'm sorry. And, even like, if, and I'm not saying that it's okay that he shoved Ben. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying if he was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking sorry. I, to, In fairness, I was a vampire, so I didn't mean it. But it doesn't make it okay. Like, there's some kind of, like, is there like a vampire out? I don't know. But I feel like that would be I don't, like, I don't know there's a vampire out, but like, it's still, you're not an, being an honest. An attempt at an explanation? Or an attempt what is at the, an explanation? The fact that not you're with the, you know, it, you're withholding information and that is a bad relationship. Like you cannot like, and you're, and she's also fucking right that Sam and Dean Winchester are codependent. Don't you know that you're toxic? So we've got Sam searching the bedroom and finds a box under the bed with a cat skull and jars no! of stuff. So men's didn't go missing. That made Corey sad. Corey kill mittens. She killed mittens. So Dean shows up. Never, never. No man is worth my. Who? What the fuck is wrong with you? You are not a crazy cat lady. Crazy cat ladies would never kill their cat for a man. I'm sorry. I always choose my cat. Yeah. You put that on a shirt. So I always choose my cat. <laughs> so uh Dean's there and he's like, Look, I'm tell Sam I've got questions, you're gonna tell me the truth. And uh this is when Sam realizes that, oh, Dean's Dean's got the Dean's got the curse. So apparently I am gonna tell the truth. So Well Dean he's being very he's just like now, now, must have the truth now. And mm-hmm. Sam's just like, What the fuck? <laughs> like, okay, coming in hot, bro. Um so a little thirsty, Dean. Asks, Dean. Yeah. Sam why he stood there when he the vampire attacked him to turn him and Sam's like I didn't I just froze and Dean's like mm, no you've been like a terminator since you got back but Sam's like no really but you're my brother I just froze look remember I can't lie like well you think I'd let it something happen on purpose and Dean is really upset because now he feels like he must have been wrong and now he's feeling like he actually is getting the truth and he's really upset about it 
This is the epitome definition of what gaslit means. Like, if any of you ever have wondered what being gaslit was like, it's this. This is where somebody is lying to your goddamn face. And, like, yes, as Lisa said, your relationship is fucking toxic. Your brother is currently gaslighting you about what the fuck he did. This sounds so, like, I was, I was like, your brother is gaslighting you about what the time the vampire bit you. <laughs> that is so funny yeah um so they're they're walking out he's like i thought he's got your back <laughs> yeah that's it so back at the motel we've got sam and dean with the cat skull and the other items from the box under the bed and apparently it is uh, the components for a summoning spell specifically for veritas the goddess of truth Okay, so Dean is fondling mittens, and Sam has, he really is, he's just like skull, like he's not skull fucking mittens, but it's pretty close, it's a skull, skull fondling mittens, and so Sam goes, here is this website, and here is this picture of Veritas, goddess of truth, dun dun dun, so clearly it is time for one of those stupid game shows, and we're calling this Diana, you can't handle the Veritas. So I'm going to tell you a, 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 maybe a fact, we're going to call it a fact, but we'll, I'll, I'll make a statement. And then you have to decide if it's the truth or if I am being a filthy, filthy liar. Okay. You ready? Sure. Let's do it. The first statement Okay, so remember how I just said Dean and Sam had this thing and there was this picture on it and it, it said Veritas Goddess of Truth? This is the first statement. This is a picture of Veritas, the Roman Goddess of Truth. Is that the, is that the truth or am I a filthy, filthy liar? I, I thought it was a picture of the Goddess of, tr of Truth. No, I'm a filthy, filthy liar because that is actually a portrait of the Byzantine Empress Theodora. This is a detail from a mosaic called Empress Theodora and her retinue. Uh, she was the wife of the Roman Emperor Justinian. That is not a picture of Veritas. Well, damn. Okay. Yeah. All right. So far, I'm just a liar, and you're you're not. Yeah. I mean. I just won't take you places like, you know, certain heists. You can't come. All right. So your second question. If you are looking for the Roman goddess Veritas, you may want to try looking at the bottom of a well. Is that the truth or a lie? I think that's the truth. It is. She likes wells because it requires considerable expense in time and purpose for those bent on discovering her whereabouts and characters. I guess it means like it's really, if you're looking for the truth, it's really hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You hmm. fun Romans. Okay. Hmm. We're going to talk about another. There's, there obviously like wasn't a ton on. We're going to talk about some other goddesses of truth here too. Okay. So. There's an Egyptian goddess of truth, uh, Maat, 
Your name is spelled M A apostrophe A T. And I looked up like there is a pronunciation thing, like how to say Ma. it. There's like Ma. It just kind of sounds like a like a sheep or something. Yeah. Ma. Um, so, so, but I'm not no disrespect to you. All right. So the Egyptian truth goddess Mot is represented by a feather because the truth is light. I don't think that's true. It's not true. I mean, she is represented by a feather, usually an ostrich feather, but that's not because the truth is light. That's because she is basically like a judgment, almost like she wasn't a psychopomp, but she helped judge like the souls, right? So she would like within the Egyptian world, right? You know how the heart was very important? Yes. You see. Do you want me to continue? Do you have something you want to say? Yeah, you're about to burst. I, think I just had something. Okay. Go, go, go. Okay. Okay. So they would, that's one of the last organs. And they basically like the heart is where I think, you're, I think it's called your cob, but like your, your soul was right. So at yeah. your death judgment, she would weigh the heart of each person against the weight of the ostrich feather. And if the heart weighed the same or less, they were considered worthy and just, and they can continue into the afterlife. And if the scales indicated that the heart was heavier than the feather, that basically meant that you were a shitty person or did not follow Mott. Uh, sorry, lady. Like, I'm, you know, your name probably sounds way cooler than a sheep sound. Mott. But so basically, if that happened, then you got eaten by a demon. Well, the heart got eaten by a demon. So then you can't go into the afterlife. Although in some versions of this, uh, the crocodile-headed amut would also eat the person. So either you got eaten by a demon or by amut. And then you're nom, 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 nom. That's so. it's unpleasant. I think there's a reference to, yeah. So I learned about this from the 1983 um, Don't Eat the Pictures Sesame Street movie with Big Bird. <laughs> what? They, what? Um, <laughs> they get locked. It's, it's the Sesame Street gang goes to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh, and Big Bird loses snuffle up, I guess, gets locked in the museum, blah, blah, blah. But there is a scene in the Egyptian. I was like, I know, I know this. They get locked in the, um, they end up with the Egyptian like exhibit. And there's a part where they measure your heart against a feather. Oh, Sesame Street, you taught us so much. I love you, Muppets. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, another question about Mott. All right. Number four. Is this a truth or a lie? Egyptian laws were based on her teachings. I guess that would make sense for them to be because truth. Yes. Truth. Yes. She was. So the spirit of Mott became the, I'm so sorry. I know. I would just feel like an asshole every time I say that. Like, Mott. Maybe it'll just make a feather sound. I don't know. Just so like my terrible Southern accent is not that offensive. Okay. So, but basically this became the idea of how Egyptian, Egyptian judges applied justice. And so starting in the fifth dynasty, they referred to the head of justice as the priest of Mott. And after 2000, 
370 BCE, the judges would wear the image of her while they were on duty. But they believed that the that justice and fairness equal peace and harmony. And so this is something that get echoes with Veritas too. So Veritas being the Roman goddess of truth is something that you'll see Veritas come into a lot of, of things and mottos and, and names of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So this goes into our last question about things that are named Veritas that I'm just like watching like Diana's pulse go, but I'm not going to talk about that. Maybe. I don't Thank know. you. Okay. Uh, so according to a famous Latin motto in beer, mm-hmm. there is truth. Is that a lie or is that the truth? Is there a Latin motto that says in beer, there is truth. That you're a liar. Damn right I am. What it, do you remember what it actually beer. is? It's wine. Vino veritas. It is in, in vino veritas. And ha. sometimes and this, one. you know, yeah, this basically means that if you're drinking, you're more likely to basically spill your guts, which is true, mm-hmm. right? Um, sometimes it's also followed by if in water there's good sense in aquas in aquasanitas. So, you know, if you're drinking water, but I mean, but also if your water is full of contaminants and toxic, like it probably was in Rome, then the wine may make more sense. Yeah, and I I, I refrain from anything re- regarding words uh, O'Keefe or stuff. So that mm. is <laughs> the end of our <sighs> You Can't Handle the Veritas. The Veritas. I keep leaning back for the yes. microphone. So uh, hopefully, so. Uh, yeah. Woohoo. So we learned things about Veritas, I think. For sure. Right? And so now we are back to our our Winchester brothers trying to solve the case of the goddess of truth. So basically they figured out that in this town, if you ask for the truth, you get slammed with it until you kill yourself, basically. Um, yeah, I have issues with this premise. Because it's not the fucking truth. It's not the truth. You're getting slammed with, like, so when uh, Little Miss Jane, the, the beginning of it, mm-hmm. like, people, beyond, like, the guy telling her she was a three, like, she was hearing voices just being like, you're pathetic, you're useless. And I'm pretty sure nobody gives a shit about Jane. Like, nobody yeah, is looking like. People weren't paying attention to the waitress walking no, by to have yeah, that much no, of a they formulated were... opinion about her. They were thinking about murdering their mother in her bed, you know, like, or, they don't. Or drinking their iced tea. Or drinking their iced tea, or like, should I get this ranch? Yeah, the answer is yes. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was very odd, but that basically Veritas, the goddess, she's like these bodies would be tributes because she, it's she wants to eat them. So now she Dana wants to eat them, but she them. also wants she wants to be worshipped too. Like I think, yes. which is, and they do have this running theme with a lot of pagan deities, you know, within the show. Like, yeah. oh, like they don't get. Uh, sometimes that kind worship. of annoys me about this show. Like, oh, nobody cares about people care about people worship pag- pag- pagan shit all the time. I don't know why my voice got so squeaky when I said that, but it's true. <laughs> Oh, so oh, they're so. trying to figure out who would be the attention whore, quote unquote, Dean's words, not mine, that it would be the 21st century of speaking truth to the masses. Fucking news. Or pundits. Pundits Correct. are fucking Pundit. attention whores. 
Yeah, more pundits than news. Then this is not a quote unquote journalist. This is a pundit. She anyway. was not. She so, she had opinions. She was like, this is, yeah, like you know, so many of the things that have ruined yeah. fucking journalism. So, so Ashley Frank is the news reporter. We've seen her multiple times. Oh, in this episode. Her name is Ashley Frank, and her her show is called Frank Talk, which again makes me want a hot dog. <laughs> oh my god um yeah so she's an investigative reporter uh and the, the new caster that was on the bar from earlier yeah yeah she we've seen her before on this episode and the so, so i'm gonna pause here i want to ask like yeah. so when i didn't want to say it until we got to this point so when you saw her, like, on the T, like, had she clicked on your radar before this, like, as, like, a thing? Like, when she was on the news, was it clicking as a thing? Because she was saying stuff about the truth, right? She was dropping hints in there. But yeah, it was very background well, The way that was very backgroundy, and I didn't really catch too much about the truth stuff. I heard a little bit, but then also just how clear it was made me, like, kind of go, should I be paying attention to this? Mm -hmm. The show's pretty good about that. Yeah, I was just wondering if you caught on to, like, because they drop, like, I love it when they drop something in that, I mean, it was obvious, but not completely obvious, right? right. Yeah. And I knew no, enough I to be looking to, he like, hear, like, what she was saying and then go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, anyway, yeah. so, and they, they go they to, what the hell, these what do what what they steal? What what do they steal out of, out of this news place? Her computer. What's what's her computer? They they stole a fucking tower. Yeah. They stole a tower. They didn't yeah. just like and like they didn't just like go in and like copy the drive or they they walked out with a fucking with tower. Tower, which yeah. I don't even know if children today like have any idea what that even is. Like it was a. Oh, I still have some at work. I still have some at work. No, honey, no. Story, but different story. Anyways, uh, you're so sad. Still, they still sell towers. You can buy a brand new tower with a great processor, by the way. Anyways, but you don't need so. to buy. Anyways, okay. All right, moving but, on. So they just stole her desktop. Yeah, which is insane. Insane. And for her reels, like I don't. Why are the reels on this desk? I don't. On there's, her desktop makes no sense. That's not how so this. That's not how television yeah. works. You work in television. Y'all know how television works. Okay, whatever. All right, so, moving on. So they're gonna go watch fourteen. They're finally. They're gonna watch fourteen plus hours of raw footage. Basically, now is what's happening. Finally, uh, at least she's funny. I would watch it. And finally, see a scene where a dog barks behind her on, and she doesn't like it because apparently Goddess Veritas doesn't like dogs, like cats. Well, only. yeah. Also, they decide somewhere in this that Veritas is a cat person. That's yeah. like not. A, I didn't bring that up, but that's nowhere. Not I don't know thing. where that yeah. came from. That she's a cat goddess. Like even the Egyptian Mott, like who they love cats. She's not a cat goddess. No, and um. But she gets glowy eyes. Woohoo! Yep. Catch the glowy eyes. Confirmed. Confirmed. Not human. So they what also the confirms her is not human is that she has a headscarf on in her convertible. The bitch remembered to pack a headscarf and put it on. Hats to you. Bad I actually really. Bitch. 
I love that your bitch. style. I love you, yeah. fucking Ashley Frank. I want to be your best friend. Yeah. All right. And and so um, she pulls out in her 1973 Jaguar XKE convertible. Yes. Common car. Yes. I'm glad on you. Not Good on you. Common car. And not always clearly identified in some of the wikis. We, um, Babe and I went down a rabbit hole, did some research, but I've seen it kind of a range of years that where people weren't sure which one, but we're pretty confident 73 XKE. Thank you, All Diana right. and Babe, for your lovely utter research. So, of course, they followed her to a beautiful, super modern house. That's really fucking This cool. house! And I will talk about this house so, a lot. So, so amazing. But, but, but before, before they go inside, something's happening. Yeah, Dean's got two knives, and Sam has a jar full of dog blood that they have to dip the knives in. I don't like that. It's sad. I don't, I don't understand, like, it's, it, <laughs> I'm just going to just ignore it. I'm going to go back to, I think it's very cute that Dean goes, ha and like pulls out his two knives. And I think that's adorable. We're not, just moving past a dog's blood and we're going into this wonderful, minimalist, modern house. Fuck, look at that wall. There's like the waterfall feature. Mm-hmm. They, oh my God, why don't I want the waterfall feature so much? It just seems so calming. Oh my God, there's a kitty. It's like a ginger kitty. It's got cat mm-hmm. statue. And there's yeah, a and picture again of, of of not Veritas. There's a picture right. of this. And candles. And then they go in the room and there's a lot of dead bodies. Yeah, it was just like one main feature corpse. Like a lot of, yeah, was like there was more than one bodies. feature corpse. There was Whatever. There was cat statues. And the cat I really only saw I was so, I mean they get hungry. I'm not going to tell There's nothing to tell Diana later. Okay. So, all right. So we've got like kitties and this is just really looks like a, like a spa. Like, honestly, it, it looks it like, does some look spa. like it would have been someone's home spa for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Who gets a spa in their house? Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Veritas. Correct. And she uh, flings them across the room because she's in there and she sees them. You came for dinner. And- yeah, and then she ties them to, I guess, like accessibility handles that are conveniently I, in the wall. Which is funny because that they have accessibility. She has accessibility rails in her spot in her house that's not really being used for water, but for blood drainage, apparently. But hey, also, if you're a serial practical. killer or if this is practical, find a home with a. I want to see. I want to have that realtor. Oh my god, I just have this joy of like imagining going to a realtor with my wish list of being like drains in the basement <laughs> for projects so we're gonna get a nice little mini um monologue from veritas it's not too long she's no it's just a mini one because she's eating the dentist tongue talking about how the, the tasty part because that's when lies roll off and just so you know, that was a sashimi grade sushi uh, tuna. Mm-hmm. So it was actually probably really good. Although, like, you would have to keep that cold because I imagine she could do a lot of takes of eating this. And I'm like, can you make it spicy this time? <laughs> imagine it being like warm. <laughs> Anyways, but tells basically that both brothers they're liars, and um, Dean tries to like play it off like that's a that's a compliment for where they're for their job, but she's like, yeah, no, let's play truth or truth. 
so she's trying to trap them into talking shit on each other because she feels like she also she's smoking hot now right i think we should not ignore that she was where she was hot is like the newscaster but now she's like they they did they did a she's all that (laughs) she took off her glasses and like she didn't even take her hair down though she's like decorated her hair yeah and now it's got some spirals in it now she now she's hot she's all that goddess edition um (laughs) anyways so they're gonna play truth or truth and she wants to know what dean really feels about his brother and dean's like uh i'm better now yesterday i wanted to kill him in his sleep so we have the answer of what he was trying to do but i thought he was a monster but i think he's just acting like me now and blames this and it's like this job being a hunter does it i thought i wanted a family she's like oh that's a lie and he's like no um but slicing throats is what i'm good at i'm a killer no changing that yeah i don't like this at all um so like apparently like dean has decided that the job has just made sam hard and Something that's like that. why he can't be emotionally available for his girlfriend and her son. Um, yeah, whatever. Fuck off, Dean. Um, then um, she calls Sam Mallory to his Mickey, which I do appreciate a natural born killers reference. Uh, although, again, have not watched that in a while. I, I'm sure it does not hold up. I, I think I want to leave the memory as it is. So, yeah. So she asks Sam how he feels about about the band being back together and sam replies with what we do is hard but we watch out for each other oh only she pissed <laughs> yep because she is like nope that's not the truth you're lying what are you i don't that's not that's not it you are not human what the fuck see and this goes back to why I like had an issue with those fucking people on the cruise ship because they're just like saying the stuff that's not what they mean, right? So she gets very frustrated because she's like, Sam, what you know, why are you doing this? And he's just like, I wanna watch out for him. And you just you fucking liar. Just just tell the truth, Sam. And but he's not. And so he's not human. Oh. But he just manages oh. to cut his ropes free and gives the knife to Dean to cut his own right ropes free. And so we get a fight with Veritas and Sam. And basically, she's winning. But it goes back and forth a little bit. And um, Dean stabs her. And then Sam stabs her. And then she did. We do get a crazy monster face in the middle of this. You no, know, it's that cute kitty. She turns into a cute kitty. She, like, stabs. Because my note says, Dean stabs her. She turns into a cute kitty. Meow. And then Sam stabs her and she dies. I don't think it was quite a meow. I think it was more like a Ow. Uh, <laughs> You see your cat face, I see mine. <laughs> so Dean uh, was not done with this after hearing this about Sam. So he's holding his knife up to Sam. And Sam's like, no, no, it's me. Just let me explain. She's right. I know something's wrong. I know that I lied and I know that I did let you get turned. I know some things, I know I, things, something should stop me from doing this. I just don't feel anything, but, uh, I'm a better hunter. So I really don't know what's wrong, but I need your help. So, and Dean puts his knife down and proceeds to punch Sam about a dozen times until he's on. A lot. Like a lot, a lot. I counted. Lot. I counted. It was like a fucking dozen times. It was, it was like he should be dead. Or it's just like it maybe saying like 
he is such like a, a giant man that he can't but the thing is is like he just i don't know i i why are you punching him so many times it's not that's not okay this is not no this is like you should be arrested for this like this is this is not good shit like nobody should punch anybody in their family ever but much less that many times like i could get like once like one solid like oh you motherfucker like this is god's honest like bam like one bam is acceptable Mm, this is just this is so before I guess I think we have a lot to dive in kind of on that ending note but do you want to do a casting couch casting couch it's the casting couch were they on that show that time with that guy la 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 so um yeah we've got um Starting off, I will talk about Jane. Jane Peterson is played by Ingrid Nelson. She actually does a lot of voice work and continues to do it now for animation. Strawberry Shortcake, anime, My Little Pony. And by these, I mean the new iterations in the in the aughts. Did forward. she have a face so. or radio? I'm just kidding. She's adorable. Um, I think you're very um, cute. I think they did you a disservice. What was her name again? Uh, character is Jane. Actress is Ingrid. No. Ingrid, you're adorable. You're not a yeah. three. I think you're a ten across the board. Yeah, and she was she did Barbie, Lilith's Pet Shop, and she also played Camille in The Magicians. So she was on several episodes of The Magicians as well. Um, Doctor Paul Connolly, our dentist, was played by Roger Haskett. Um, he's actually done a little bit of stunt work. Funny enough, uh, tons of TV, but mostly single episodes. So you may see his face, but maybe not consistently. Uh, he was Dr. Carol in the miniseries uh, Wayward Pines, which was an interesting sci-fi miniseries. Oh, I don't... Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. Um, Harry um, from Harry's House of Horns was played by uh, <laughs> David Avalon. He was uh, the waiter in the Santa Claus movie, Pom Pom and Elf. So two of my favorite Christmas movies. Boom. And he was a regular role doc in the once upon a time series like tons of episodes dozens of episodes okay yeah our bartender was played by vicky lambert interestingly a lot of her credits like she was in one episode of magicians but like most of her credits are dancer credits so she actually has a background in dance um sucker punch mirror mirror uh julia the phantoms enchanted she's a dancer in all of those, those are all like so. chick those are really chick for movies too yeah go girl i can't believe it's like go our, girl please shoot me okay go on. our dental assistant was played by fiona vroom her last name is spelled v-r-o-o-m that was also my stripper name in college um, so she had small roles in Step It Up All In, Big Eyes, Kindergarten Cop 2, Star Trek Beyond, and the 2017 Power Rangers film. She's also in multiple episodes of shows like Bates Motel, Hell on Wheels, X-Files, the 2019 version of Are You Afraid of the Dark, and um, was a regular character Ms. Gillies in Snowpiercer, the series. Snowpiercer? Is that a Netflix thing? 
Uh, it was this series. I forget which one. What's what it's on? I, okay. I don't know. I think so. It sounds weird. I don't know what that is. And and then Ashley Frank, aka Veritas, is played by <sighs> Sorinda Swan. Sorinda That's also Swan. a great name, Sorinda Swan. Like, how do you spell Sorinda? S e r i n d a. I love it. That's a good name. Uh, Af- Aphrodite in the Percy Jackson films. So she's playing. Oh, so she's just like a goddess. Like, I mean, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. She was a uh, a siren in Tron Legacy. What? I know. And then she was a, uh, she was in a few episodes, um, regular or reoccurring character, not regular, reoccurring character in Smallville. Um, she was in a, she was in a movie called Jin, J I N, a horror movie called Jin. That's always funny. And then, um, Oh, she was a regular character, Agent Paige Arkin, in the show Graceland, and um, in several episodes of the show Ballers, she played Chloe. Not a show I'm into. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's got it's got Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it, and I have tried to watch it many times because I do like some of the tropes, but I just can't. It's too much sports. Yeah, I've tried. So yeah, we had a good one. Good cast. But yeah, um, it was a good cast. I think there's a lot of just like, uh, just I want to say cameos, but I think the guest stars did. Uh, they were just really. It was a good ensemble. Mm-hmm. I use that. No, word. I agree. Oops. I agree, and I think. Um, but and I think that really like the the biggest driver of this episode. I mean, like, yeah, we have like this ancillary background of Veritas, like causing all these people to die which is awful of course but really the biggest driver of this episode is dean trying to figure out what the fuck sam is that's really what it is that's what we're trying to get to and that's what this whole thing was written about in my opinion fair i think you know but we still don't know and we have you know this but also, like, I just don't trust Sam as far as I can throw him. And mm-hmm. nobody can throw Jared Padalecki very far. Like, I'm okay. pretty sure, like, it'd be like, Ugh! I mean, I would him. like to try. Come on. Come on, Jared. Like, come down. I'm down in SA, Let your hometown. Like, you. yeah, like, we'll go to we'll go to your high school. Like, I think it went to Madison. Like, we'll go to the football field. I'll, like, try and do, like, the, you know, like, the football thing where you run and, like, you, you push the dummies forward. Yeah, like there's like there's that. probably a word for it. I'll, I I will try and I don't know what it's called. I understand. Uh, we'll raise about. money for charity, Mister Padalecki. I'm sure you can find a way. But anyways, but he's like saying that he doesn't know what he what is wrong with him either, and he admits it. Right? He's just like, nah, I'm fucked up. Wrong, and then, but I don't know what. And I and I need help. And but Dean's like response to I need help is I'm gonna punch you a bunch of times in the face. Well, I think the problem is is that he feels like Sam knew something was wrong and lied to him about it earlier because he did lie to him about the vampire thing earlier. He did lie. And I feel like, so I'm not saying that it's okay that Dean punched him in the face a dozen times. I'm saying that (coughs) I, I do think that Sam knew something. We all know he knew something. We know that he knows that. And he did not disclose that. And if you're living in that close quarters in life or death situations with somebody, you should probably fucking tell them if there's something fucked up going on. But at the same, I mean, like, we've already known, like, he was back for a year and didn't tell him. Like, clearly something's up. Like, I mean, like, it's kind of on you, Dean, for, like, ever, like, accepting that this was fine. Like, you know, like, I, maybe Sam doesn't know. Campbell's thing isn't fine. Sam, maybe he doesn't. 
but I feel like they should have had this conversation that shit's fucked and we don't know what's wrong earlier. That's but this is also on Dean for like not con- like basically he's continually to grow these resenting feelings and he's just becoming passive aggressive about it. He's just like holding this in like I don't know Bobby and he's and he's talking shit about Sam behind his back. Nobody wants that. Like it's like like even like what's going on, we don't know what's going on, but basically like. Everybody kind of, like, I don't know, like, this is, is a thing that I have is, like, when you feel like your friends are talking about you. It's literally, it's an ADHD symptom, but, uh, so, but, like, to have that actually be the case, or, like, your brother is talking about you behind your back to, like, your bona fide god, your dad figure, like, something's wrong. And, like, not, you're not having this conversation with Sam and Bobby, being right. like something's off you're just like i don't know i think i'm gonna kill him yeah that's fucked up yeah and like after like you just treated your girlfriend like shit hit her kid like we shoved him you didn't hit him but you still shoved her kid like fuck you dean winchester like i'm so, like at this point i'm just kind of like you're hot man but you're not I, a good I'm person not, right I'm now. Not, I'm no, and I'm not. But I, I agree. I'm not quite as far out as you on it. But I think because I'm still like I get him being. He was so hopeful about his brother being back, and then, then he was so distrustful, and it was probably really fu- mind fucking him to process like all I wanted was him back, and now he's back, but I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know. Fair, but also I think at least the thing points out y'all had problems before he even like oh, went yeah, that hole. Yeah, I was totally fucked. They were already fucked before that. Yeah, that was a whole feeling. Yeah, your family, your family, like all needs to be in therapy, like twenty four seven therapy. <sighs> yeah. Maybe they should do a crossover with Lucifer and then. Yes, go that's to... exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, there's your fan fiction. I'm sure somebody wrote this already. Uh, all right. Anything else we need to break down this episode? Okay, so everyone's a liar. Um, Bobby loves Tori Spelling, which I'm totally on board with. Yeah, no. Uh, also, uh, never ever go to Calumet City, Illinois. Oh, those people are terrible. People are terrible there. They will definitely steal the radio out of your car. We didn't see that in this episode, but you know that happens there all the time. All right. So, on that note, cheers, Jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Devil's Trap Podcast.